0: There he goes, one of God's own prototypes, a high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to Episode 20 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of Monday, March twentieth, 2006. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my journey through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge, number 59, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This week's episode deals with uh, the motivation of the uh, Blue Lodge cr- members. Uh, in particular, how can we get uh, these, these men that are working and busy and doing all the things that they do in their lives and get them involved in making a difference in what, where the craft is going in the 21st century? As well as we have a bit of a, a guest speaker from my family who stopped in for a couple seconds to say hi and sing everyone a little song, so I just thought I'd leave that in there for the time being. Today's paper is uh, entitled, Motivation of Lodge Members in Masonic Activities, and was presented, written and presented by Right Worshipful Brother Brinkman at the Southwest Masonic Conference several years ago, and uh, he kind of sort of, it's a bit of a rally cry to try and get the a little bit more excitement and enthusiasm in the Brethren, the older Brethren, I guess that is, of the Burt Blue Craft Lodge, and how we can keep the, uh, the new Brethren excited and interested in, in all that there is to do with Freemasonry. Motivation is the word. It is hoped that this paper will create interest, debate, discussion, and possibly even a good argument whereby together we may begin to see the light that surely appears at the end of a dark tunnel through which our craft seems to be traveling. Motivation implies movement. It means the difference in getting up and doing something rather than just sitting there and doing nothing or letting someone else do it. That is apathy and indifference. Webster defines motivation as causing or having the power to cause motion or an impulse from within. If we feel, as we say, we do about uh, Freemasonry, let's do something rather than just talk about it, and appoint a committee to ro- report back next year and then the year after that. This conference has been a m- meeting for 28 years. Numerous subjects have been presented in that time covering various areas of operation. Many have skirted declining numbers, indifferent leadership, and so on. But I found none said directly, hey, we have a real problem, let's do something about it. Some time ago, Chief Justice Warren Berger, in addressing the American Bar Association, quoted a great Masonic writer and jurist, Dean Roscoe Pound of the Harvard Law School, as saying in 1906, The courts have of the 20th century cannot operate on the laws of the 19th century. My brethren, are we so operating ourselves? At this conference and others around the nation through the years, including the conferences of Grand Masters, many speakers have been saying or implying that we're not concerned about numbers that we want quality in our ranks. This has been so often repeated, it sounds a little like a small boy who said, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm still afraid of them. The fear of change does strange things to people. It has been known to close their eyes, tie their hands, and stop them from thinking. No one seems to want to rock the boat. Perhaps it is time that we do a little rocking of this boat. He who was called a radical a few years ago, is rapidly becoming just another old conservative stick-in-the-mud. We can't do that. Why not? Well, we just never have done it that way. Well, maybe we should try, or later, we, later on we might not have the opportunity of doing it. This fraternity cannot live and thrive on the stories of its great past and glorious times. If we do, we may no, not belong for this world. Pessimistic, you say? Well, perhaps a little bit. But let me tell you of that many years I've been traveling for our order, and much of my time has been sent with, spent with officers and members of local lodges. Not just with those who direct and govern the policy of our Grand Lodge, and I think I see it as it really is. Not only as we would like to see it. I have attended lodges unrecognized as a Grand Lodge officer in a number of states, including probably yours. I have seen a number of problems or challenges at the grassroots level, and that is where we'd better get the job done. We're in a rut, particularly in the rural areas. And the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth of the hole. In our efforts, if our efforts have failed in the past, perhaps we are fortunate. Now we know that there are some things not to do. We have a lodge that finally presented a 50-year pin to a past Grand Lodge officer over two years late at the insistence of those in authority. Another case where the past due recipient was hospitalized and then died before they got around to presenting him the pin. This is our dirty laundry, of which we are not proud. Perhaps your jurisdiction has some of the same. For a number of years, surveys have been made into the challenges of our fraternity. A few years ago, I was privileged of serving on a membership committee which studied conditions in our jurisdiction for a year and then reported back to Grand Lodge. We found many things were considered wrong and poorly handled and we endeavored to tell it like it was, without any pretty phrases. Finally, we concluded with a number of suggestions. Now, several years later, none of these 14 ideas are, by and large, being used by the Lodge, nor did Grand Lodge take any actions, wherever possible, to legislate and have them happen. North Carolina is one of those jurisdictions where gains were continuing and conditions appeared healthy. A past master, William Hooks, in addressing the Shrine, gave two reasons for part of their status. One, minimizing the secret aspects of our order to the public, and secondly, the unity and mutual cooperation between craft masonry and the appended bodies. He said the latter is a must. Many of you, perhaps a majority of you, are members of or have been active in and honored by one or more of the various bodies that predicate membership on the Blue Lodge. However, in my travels... I often observe that many such brethren are too busy to lend their time, talents, efforts, and attendance to the function of their mother lodge, for whom their organization derives candidates. I heard a potentate who asked his nobles to humble themselves and attend their blue lodge. A grand master of California scheduled several area meetings throughout his state, to which were invited the master masons who had been raised in his year. At each meeting, the Grand Master explained the relationship between the Grand Lodge and the Constituent Lodge and covering the activities and programs of the various committees of the Grand Lodge. He also gave each a brief history of Masonry in that jurisdiction and then advised them of their duties and responsibilities to their Lodge and to their brethren in Freemasonry. Apparently, these new brethren were eager to learn more of our craft, as in many cases the meetings were prolonged by many questions asked of the Grand Master. When a new Mason is motivated to learn more about his organization, often some Lodge officer or Grand Lodge officer has been directly responsible. The need for interested candidates is always with us. It always has been. If every petitioner was as enthusiastic as we would have him, then there would be no hue or cry about declines, attendance, and Masonic education, for there are always those who are on their own accord to seek knowledge, light, and education, The problem, then, is to extend our circle of light further into the multitude of our membership. One of the best ways to do this is by example. Let our light really shine in the places at all times. As stated by Most Worshipful Brother Hooks, we should tell the world what Freemasonry is, what it teaches, what it stands for, and we should get the message across to every Mason in every grand jurisdiction. A few years ago at this conference, Right Worshipful Claude austin commented let's put some of this talk into action we need action i'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day i'd rather one would walk with me than merely show me the way i can soon learn how to do it if you let me see it done how many times in the 28 years of this conference have we gone home and seen to it that each newspaper in our major cities of our states has been given extensive coverage of what Masons are trying to do for the good of our nation, mankind in general, and what we really stand for. Success in in the business world is based on motivation. These same factors can be applied to Masonry where the wages are satisfaction, pride in a job well done, the inner glow of personal achievement, and something good done for one's fellow man. Efficiency is a dandy word for the other fellow but let's put our hat on ourselves and start where we should. With number one, with me, all the Masonic education and candidate training available will not help if we, at this level, do not implement it in those lodges which we think have, have neither the know-how nor the personnel to get the messages across. So they t- end up taking the easy way out or doing nothing. Sometimes these lodges feel alone and are not really an integral part of the Masonic family. I believe that some change in this area is a must. It is it is results that count, not oratory at conferences and a grand, grand lodge. Efficiency takes imagination, and imagination goes hand in hand with initiative. Imagination is not necessarily being far out and impossible. Imagination can be the difference between routine and real progress. Originate and invent ideas and then get them the give them a hell of a try. Nearly everything in our modern world today is a result of imagination, technology, medicine, spaceflight, even communications. That, which was, is now in use, was at one time only imagined. Action is the key word, and enthusiasm is necessary to create action. Let's get a piece of that action, our own action if you please, and create the action, not wait for it to come to us. Let's stop talking high-sounding phrases and do something now. I first said that I, I couldn't tell you how to motivate, but hoped to stir you enough to stand on your hind legs and discuss these ideas. For it is ideas that motivate action. If I have accomplished nothing more than a good debate today, then I am satisfied and rewarded. My brethren, I'm a little like a lad digging frantically in a large manure pile. With all of that is here for me to dig in, there must be a pony somewhere. For years I've been accused of being an enthusiast Enthusiastic, cockeyed optimist. Well, maybe I am. But I just can't believe that all the talent can or will permit our below. Hello? Hey, Jameson, how are you doing? Kay. Come here, talk to everybody. Oh, you got to talk. You can't just listen. Uh, okay, can I say whatever I want? You can say whatever you want. Okay. To on Bo. There you have it. The future, (laughs) at this point. Okay, let's see, where was I? Oh yeah, Uh, Ah, I feel like a little lad frantically digging in a large manure pile. With all that is here for me to dig in, there must be a pony in here somewhere. For years, I've been accused of being an enthusiastic, cockeyed optimist. Well, maybe I am. I just can't believe that all this talent can or will permit our beloved fraternity to become a second rate or sink into oblivion. So, are you a Master Mason? The candidate answered enthusiastically, I am. But if you were brought to trial for being a Freemason, would there be enough evidence to convict you of that? So that's the thoughts that uh, Right Worshipful Brother Brinkman has. Um, I guess it's sort of the thought that I think about it is, uh, I think about how the enthusiasm and interest for knowledge and that I had when I first joined the craft here a few years ago. And how a person can maintain that as they continue on through the Masonic career and and have pride in ownership and just do what needs to be done to keep the Lodges vital and active. So I'm not sure what thoughts you have on it. If you have any, any thoughts or ideas in regards to that, be sure to give me a shout. So thanks for listening to the Digital Freemason. I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. If you'd like a transcript of this podcast, please visit our website, www.kinggeorgelodge.com. If you have any comments or ideas for further podcasts, please feel f- free to email me at podcast at Until next week, I wish you all the best, and I look, for- look forward to hearing from you.